Hello and welcome back. So yesterday I started a new course called Unchained and the instructor's name is Dr. Barbie Kalev. This isn't the first of her courses that I've done. So I'll link all her stuff in the show notes if you want to check her out. But the reason I'm bringing up this course is not just because I'm currently doing it, but because there's a section dedicated to visualizing and goal setting, that type of stuff. Anyway, so it got me thinking Isn't it funny how we're so eager to hone in on and improve these types of skills as adults when as children we were born knowing how to do this? We didn't need to be taught. I remember being able to close my eyes and imagine living in a Disney princess castle. Then I would open my eyes and I could visually transform a cardboard box into what I just saw while I had my eyes closed. So why... As an adult, am I needing to relearn or understand this ability that I already had perfected as a little girl? And I wondered if it was because after reaching a certain age, we were expected to follow certain guidelines to find out how and where we fit in compared to other people. This usually happens when we're what, school age? When we're told stuff like, stop daydreaming in class, pay attention, stop fooling around, don't talk to your friends. I remember being a really good student in elementary and junior high. High school was a little different, but that story requires an episode all on its own, so I'm going to leave it. Anyway, I studied hard and got great marks all through elementary and junior high, but can you guess what every teacher every year wrote in the comments about what I needed to improve? It was always, every single year, talking less during class and paying better attention. And I never thought about it up until now. I never thought about the reason I struggled with paying attention or focusing. I mostly just assumed I wanted to talk to my friends and I liked to socialize, which was true. But the bigger truth was I didn't care about most of the stuff I was learning. It didn't interest me. So during class, while the teacher was teaching, I was creating my own learning situations, by daydreaming about stuff that did interest me, by creating in my mind, by talking to my friends about the stuff that excited us. As a child, I was able to sit and imagine myself anywhere I wanted, doing whatever I wanted. And when I wasn't doing that, I was talking to my classmates, which I'm pretty sure is what adults refer to nowadays as networking visualization and networking, things people pay a lot of money for nowadays to be good at, to learn more about. What if no one told us as children though to stop daydreaming? What if they allowed our minds to wander as far out as we wanted? What if we use our time learning about the things we actually cared about? As an adult, when there's something I want to know, if it's something I'm interested in and care enough about, I'll invest my time and money into learning more, even if it means I have to sacrifice sleep because I have no other time, even if it means I have to work extra to pay for whatever tools or resources I might need. But as a child, I didn't have to go to work. I didn't have to run a household. I didn't have to raise a family. So I found myself wondering what direction would my passion and curiosity have led to if I had been allowed to guide myself? 
What skills would have been weaker? Which would have been stronger? What did going to school provide me with that was essential for the life I'm living today? Or better yet, for the life I'm dreaming of? My four-year-old, Zacharias, he's a genius. And yes, I know I might be slightly biased because he's my baby, but I promise you he's a genius. With that said, I'm 100% positive he would be classified as a below average student if I were to enroll him into school because he challenges everything. He refuses, refuses to do anything unless you can logically explain to him why he should do it. We've been working on holding a pencil and he insists on holding it in his fist or like in a fist. You know, when a baby first learns to grab stuff and they use their entire hand, that's how he holds his pencil. And I tried explaining to him the quote unquote proper way. I told him it would help him write faster. It's more comfortable, etc., etc. Anyway, so Zach says to me, why do I have to hold it like that if this feels way better? And I tried saying things like, well, when you're older, you might want to write faster. So you might as well just learn the proper way now. It might just feel uncomfortable because you're not used to it. But when you get used to it, it will feel better. And then he says, well, when I want to write faster and when it becomes uncomfortable, I'll switch. But right now, I don't want to write faster. And I like writing like this. So why can't I just write like this? Come on. How? How can I argue that? And truly, I didn't even want to argue it because he was right. Why did it matter to me how he held his pencil? Because I thought my way was better? And maybe at the time it was, but for me, not for him. He tried my way and he decided that he liked his way better and that his way worked better for him. He was right. Why did I want my son why was I so insistent on my son learning to write quote unquote properly? What did properly even mean? And why was I so resistant to allowing my son to hold a pencil the way he felt comfortable? And why was I struggling to trust that when this way no longer served him, that he would naturally adjust his hold on his own and find a better way for himself? Long story short, judgment. I didn't want people to think he was behind or that we didn't care to teach him the proper way. And that takes me back to the course I mentioned in the beginning that I'm taking called Unchained. I sat and I thought about what Unchained actually meant. Obviously, opposite of chained. So the opposite of being confined or restrained. So what would it take to not feel confined or restrained? I guess first off, I needed to determine what things caused me to feel that way to begin with. To me, being unchained means letting go or releasing all the things that restrict your movement in any direction. It could be telling yourself something as little as, I'm not a good dancer, I can't dance, or I'm too shy. But it was never a matter of what you can or can't do. It was always... Do you want to? The question is always, do you want to? How do you feel about it? What's standing in your way and are you willing to move it? But just because you can do anything doesn't mean you should. If you get offered a really demanding but high paying job, the question to ask yourself isn't, 
if you can handle the pressure of the demands, because you can. But to what extent and to what sacrifice? And do you really even want to? What if the job required me to travel a lot and the lack of sleep and hotel food and going out every night started to take a toll on my health? Am I going to be okay with that? And if not, is there a solution? Will I be okay missing special occasions if they land during times I'm not home, during times I'm away traveling? When I first thought about the word unchained, I visualized being in some warrior princess outfit and ripping off these huge heavy chains and throwing them to the ground like a beast. But the deeper I went, my vision changed because our chains aren't always obvious. They aren't always these big, heavy, stressful things that are clearly holding us down. Sometimes we've placed chains strategically on ourselves to hold us up because we're scared to fall. I might save myself from falling. I might never fall, but I also might never move. I didn't want to be chained to a ceiling because I was scared to fall. I wanted to be more like those acrobats who can freely move around in any direction simply by being aware, by being aware of their own strength, by being aware of the sturdiness of whatever object they decide to use to hold them up, aware of whatever direction they want to go, aware of how to easily attach and detach themselves to things that will help them move the way they want. Being unchained means separating yourself from anything that restricts your movement. Whether it be a person, a place, a thing, a feeling, a memory, you don't need to chain yourself to things in order to know they're there. You don't need to chain yourself up in order not to fall. What you need to do is find a way to move that doesn't restrict you in any direction. And the way to do that is to be aware of what surrounds you to be aware of what's available to you. And once you figure out what tools you have available, and once you learn how to use those tools, there will be no stopping you. That's all I've got for today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you did, I hope you consider leaving a review to make it easier for other people to find the show. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. So I'll see you in the free Love Lasting Insiders group I love you to the moon and back, all of you.